Good morning and welcome to the River of Life Sunday Morning Podcast. If you're local to Wakulla County, we'd love to see you and worship with you in person. Our Sunday morning services begin at 9 and 11 o'clock. May God bless you and we hope you enjoy the sermon. The title of my message is, What Do You Believe? Now, the reason that's my title is because I'll keep asking you through this message, What Do You Believe? What do you believe about COVID-19? Do you believe that it could be an attack of Satan? Uh a mighty stroke against humankind, but especially against the church. That hell could be waging war against us. Now here's what we know. We know that Satan has the power to make people sick. If you've read your Bible and you know your Bible, you know that's true. For instance, Satan struck Job with balls. Uh, Now, obviously, God had to take his hand off of him. God had to remove his protection. But when God removed his protection, the Bible says, so Satan left the Lord's presence and he struck Job with terrible balls from head to foot. Now, that's not the only place in the Bible. In the New Testament, Jesus identified the sickness of one woman as being the result of something Satan had done in her life. She had been crippled by an evil spirit for 18 years, the Bible tells us. And she ran into Jesus on the Sabbath day. And you know what Jesus did? This is what he said. Dear woman, you are healed of your sickness. Now, it happened just like that. She was healed. It was an immediate miracle. And you'd think everybody would just be going crazy, just rejoicing. But the spiritual leaders didn't, didn't think it was a good thing. They were so legalistic, they were so bound by it, their own tradition, that they couldn't rejoice over what had happened. And so Jesus, in an effort to explain to them, says this in Luke thirteen sixteen. This is what he's saying to these critical spiritual leaders. This dear woman, a daughter of Abraham, has been held in bondage by Satan for 18 years. Isn't it right that she should be released Even on the Sabbath? Jesus was saying after 18 years of being held in bondage by Satan, does it matter what day she is healed and released? By the way, it may be time for somebody here tonight to be healed. Amen. Yeah. In fact, it may be way past time for somebody to be healed. Our Lord's still in the healing business. And But what I want you to know is Satan can inflict you with a problem, with a disease, with a sickness. But the Lord can heal you. Now, even the great apostle Paul believed that Satan had the power to inflict a person with physical problems and adversities. Paul said, I was given a thorn in my flesh, listen, a messenger from Satan to torment me. So, I mean, we could go on. It's all over the Bible, but it becomes clear that Satan has the power to make people sick. One Pentecostal leader 
liken COVID-19 to Ebola, Black Death, cholera, saying the outbreak was energized by demons and evil spirits to punish non-believers. What do you believe? Could it be Satan? Could this be an attack of Satan? Could hell be uh, uh, releasing a plague on us? Or maybe this. Could COVID-19 be a judgment of God against a sinful world? Or maybe the judgment of God against a distracted church? We, we often quote Second Chronicles 7.14. Don't we love that? Yeah. Th- this is what it says. Second Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sins, and heal their land. Don't you love that? Well, listen, we very seldom ever look at the verse just before that. I want to read the verse just before that. This is Second Chronicles 7.13. God said, When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain... Or command locusts to devour the land. Or send a plague among my people. We don't like this, do we? We're not comfortable with this. If God sends a plague, and what God is saying is if I shut up the heavens, if I I send uh, insects to destroy the land, if I use nature, if I pour out a plague... And my people wake up and repent and turn to me. He says, then I'll heal their land. Now, in this passage of Scripture, God is saying sometimes that he will send disaster to get people's attention to cause them to turn to him in repentance. Now, if you don't like the idea, and I don't, if you don't like the idea of God pouring out plagues, then you're going to have a lot of trouble with your Bible. God poured out plagues in the book of Genesis. The Bible tells us God will pour out plagues in the book of Revelation. And I can show you about four or five places between those two books where God says, if my people forget me and they go their own way, I'll send out plagues. I will get their attention. So, could it be the judgment of God? Or or here's another possibility. Could COVID-19 be a sign that the end of the world is near? The disciples asked Jesus, what will be the signs of the end of the age? Jesus responded this way in Luke 21, 11. And there will be great earthquakes in various places and famines and pestilence. Pestilence means disease and plagues. And pestilence. And there will be fearful sights. And great signs from heaven. Now here's what we know. We know the Bible is true. Say amen. Amen. We know every word Jesus spoke was right. Right? Okay. Here's what we know. One day. One day. Earthquakes will shake this whole globe. We know that one day there will be a food shortage. And there will be hunger that will be widespread. And one day there will be plagues that devastate all of humanity. And one day there will be fearful things going on everywhere in the world. And there will be great signs in the heavens. 
Now, I'm not sharing that with you to frighten you because I can tell you when I read that, my response is, thank God Almighty, I'm a child of God. And I've been washed in the blood and I've been born again and I don't have to worry about that. But the fact is, it's in the book. It's there. It's in the book. Let me read some recent headlines to you. How about this one? Thousands flee from apocalyptic fires in Australia. Millions of acres destroyed. I I listened to an interview where they were interviewing some of the residents and they said, we've always seen fires, nothing like this. Here's another headline. Gigantic new locust swarms hit East Africa. Oh, yeah. Wow. And then every day, it's, it's in the news, global pandemic, coronavirus. I'm just asking you, could this be the beginning of the end? Could this be the beginning of birth pains? Could this be the beginning of our world going into labor that will ultimately bring forth our blessed and glorious Redeemer? Could this be that time? What do you believe? Now, if you're having trouble trying to figure out what you believe, what about this? Maybe it's all three. Maybe it's, maybe it's Satan attacking God, judging, and maybe the clock is ticking. And the end is near. Or, maybe it's just a pandemic in a fallen world. No more, no less. Worlds have a lot of them. So what do you believe? Well, I think it's time for me to tell you what I believe. Amen? Don't you want to know what your pastor believes? I think you got a right to know what your pastor believes. So I want to tell you what I believe. And one of the reasons I want to tell you what I believe is because I'm right. And I know I'm right. I'm 100% sure that I'm right. I don't have one doubt in the world. I know that what I believe is right. This is what I believe. I believe that all things work together for good to those who love the Lord and are the called according to His purpose. Let, let me read it to you. Here it is, Romans eight twenty-eight. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to to his purpose. All things. Did you see that? All things. all things. All things. The wise man said all means all, and that's all all means. All things. Now, church. By the way, I love saying that. It's just hard to look at a camera and say church. Church. Amen. Listen. Many times. I guess I should say most of the time. I don't know who's behind what's happening. I'm serious. I just don't know. Maybe you're wiser than I am, smarter than I am. Maybe you're more in touch than I am. Most of the time, I don't have a clue. Is this God? Is this Satan? Is it the Democrats? Is it the Republicans? Is it China? Or my neighbor's dog? I don't know. 
things happen. And I don't have a clue. But this I know. All things work together for good. To those who love the Lord. To those whom He has called into His family. Now church, I want to tell you. You can sweat the details of this fallen world. Or you can put your confidence in a sovereign God. Who has given you a promise. That if He has called you into His family. And if you love Him. He's at work all around you. And everything that's going on. He's going to work out for your good and for His glory. Now, you don't want to miss this. Because sometimes I think people misinterpret this passage of Scripture. And, and that is, it says all things work together. Now, this is kind of, you have, to, you have to be careful how you interpret this. This passage doesn't say all things are good. No. It just says all things work together for good. For instance, that broken relationship you're trying to mend right now. Or maybe that financial problem you're trying to work through. Or, or maybe that irritating boss that you're working for. Or maybe that person whose mission in life is to make your life miserable. Or maybe that struggle going on in your marriage right now. Or maybe... Those bad reports you keep getting from your doctor. For two years, I keep getting bad reports from my doctor. My numbers just keep going up. And they wonder why my blood pressure's up when I go to the doctor. I mean, <laughs> I mean not that it's always going to... Those personal weaknesses that keep slipping back into your life when you least expect it. You thought you had it kicked, and there it is. Again, That injustice and unfairness that you have become the victim of. This fallen world. <clears throat> Are you with me? Amen. Pandemic. Shutting the economy down. I don't care what it is. None of those things are good. Don't you call those things good. They are not good. But you have a God that has the ability to take all of those things and work them together to bring something into your life that's good, that's wholesome, that brings maturity. That God can bless. And God brings that. God uses those things. They're not good. But your God can use them for maturity, for strength. To create in you and in me what he wants to create. Now, now there is a qualifying factor here. By the way, all things do not work together for good for everybody. And there's a qualifying factor. It says to those who have been called. Those who love him. Do you remember when you were called? <clears throat> Isn't it fun to go back? I was 17 years old. Try to remember those times. That time when God spoke to you and you were under conviction and the Holy Spirit was drawing you and wild horses couldn't keep you from going to the altar. Amen. You had to get there. God was calling you. It was, it was powerful. It was spiritual. It was supernatural. God was tugging at your heart. You had to get right with God for those whom He has called into His family and, and for those who love Him. Yep. For those... All things work together Amen. for good. Yes, they do. Now, friends, this being true, and it is true, 
then the number one focus of our lives as his children, for those of us who have been called, the number one focus for us, you know what it is? Love God. Amen. For those who have been called according to his purpose, those who love God, all things work together for good. By the way, what did Jesus say when they asked him, what's the first and great commandment? What did he say? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, body, soul, strength, everything you have. You love the Lord. Amen. Now listen, I've been wanting to say this for a long time. You can watch the news. Until you're angry and nauseated. And I got a good idea. If you watch it long enough, you will be both of those. Or you can love God and live in victory. I'm telling you, you can. Yeah. Why? Because when you love God, when he has called you and when you love him, I'm telling you, it's amazing. He starts working. And even the bad, the negative things, God will use that. I don't know how he does it, but he uses it to do something in you that's good. Now, have you ever really taken time to think about those verses? You remember one of them says, in everything give thanks, and another one says, for everything give thanks. Here they are, 1 Thessalonians 5.18, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. In everything give thanks. And then Ephesians 5.20 says, Giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. In everything, for everything. How is that even possible? How is it possible to give thanks in everything and for everything? Well, it determines on what you believe. You see, if you believe what I'm telling you about loving God and God working through everything, then what that means is no matter what happens in your world, you don't have to like it. You don't have to call it good. You can look at it and call it evil. You can say it's something negative. You can identify it as something bad. You can even start taking authority over it. But what you can do is you can look at even that attack that the enemies bring against you, and you can say, God, I thank you for that. I don't know how you're going to do it, but I know I've been called, and I know I love you. And I know I'm walking with you. And I know somehow, some way, that everything you will yep. use for good. Well, what do you believe? Do you believe that? I, I want to read one more scripture to you in closing. Romans 8.18 says this. It says, For I consider the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed. In us. Isn't that a great scripture? One of these days, maybe a thousand years from now, I'm going to run into you in heaven. And I'm going to try to remember this. I hope, we can re I hope I can remember better when I get to heaven than I can now. But one of these days, about a thousand years from now, I'm going to run into you in heaven and I'm going to say, I know you. Yeah. We were in river of life together. Right. Amen. Oh, we got to journey together. How's it going? You're going to say, man, it is awesome. This is great. And I'm going to say to you, if I can remember. I'm going to say to you, if you got a minute, I want you to tell me about the sufferings you went through before you got to heaven. And I'm telling you, you're going to look at me 
And I'm pretty sure it'll go something like this. You're going to say, ah, oh, it was nothing. Amen. It was nothing. I think you're going to say to me, the sufferings I went through are not even worthy to be mentioned in glory. Everything he that happened to me in my life was getting me ready for the glory of God. And I'm going to look at you and say, let's talk about the glory. And then we're going to take about 10 years and just talk about the glory. Because we don't have to be in a hurry when we're into heaven. We just get to hang around for a long time, you know. And we're, we're just going to fellowship together. I, I'm trying to get you to understand this. That I believe Satan will do anything and everything and in his power. He'll make every attack imaginable. I, I think things just happen naturally in a fallen world that are negative. But I can tell you that if you will turn your heart to the Lord. If you've been called and you love the Lord. Friends, that changes everything. So, what do you believe? If you believe what I believe, then it's time to worship Him. Yep, sir. It's time to praise the Lord. It's time to celebrate. It's time to anticipate the glory that's ahead for us. What do you believe? Would you stand with me, please? I want to encourage you. Some of you may not need this, but some of you may need this. And I tell you, as I went through this message, I know I needed it. Maybe to change your focus just a little bit. You see, the focus right now is not the economy. The focus is not coronavirus. The focus is not what's going on in the world. Not for us. The focus is loving the Lord your God. I, I want to pray and if you needed this message and I'm one of them and you needed your focus kind of brought back into the love of God tonight, would you just hold your hand up? Hold them up just for a moment. For me and for the Lord. Father in Jesus name, we just ask you right now to help us Lord. Yes. Help us not to be distracted. Amen. Help us to keep our focus on you. Yes, Lord. Help us to, to understand that the number one thing in our lives is to love the Lord our God yes, with everything within everything. us. Everything. Yes. And help us to believe your word mm -hmm. that if we love you, yeah. if we love you, if you've called us and we love you, Lord, that you've given us your word that everything. You'll use everything, the good, the bad, and the ugly. You'll use everything to somehow bring us to a good place yes. and ultimately to glory. Yes, sir. Father, bless every person who's holding their hand up right now. Yes, sir. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.